Today, we're going to talk about 409, not the cleanser, but episode 409, where we're talking about credit repair. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here's your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or the TFWP, as we like to talk about it. We're coming to you again from four different locations using Zoom And I got to tell you, we've learned how to use uh, not only backgrounds, but uh, digital screens. So I got a pirate hat on. Brian Reed's got a, I don't know, it's like a black hat and a a Zorro mask. Oh, actually. He's copying me. He's copying me. Both of the guys have hats and Zorro masks. So as you might have heard, hey, look, it's Nick Appel. Thanks, Nick, for coming in today. (laughs) Hey, guys. Good to see the round table again. Exactly. Brian, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. As always, my man. Good to see you. There we go. looks like you also got some kind of funky sunglasses on behind your Zorro mask. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Those are my glasses glasses. (laughs) Oh, is it regular glasses? (laughs) Yeah, so I can see. I like it. I like, you know, if we have a little bit more stimulation uh, among the three of us while we're doing the podcast, I think it leads to a more interesting kind of podcast. There it is. Now Brian's got red and green 3D 3D glasses on. I like it. I like it. But you know... Even more importantly, today I want to talk about credit repair. And as you might know, if you're a consistent listener, I am not a fan of credit reporting. I'm not a fan of credit reports, and I'm probably not that big of a fan of credit repair. I think that the retailers sell us on its importance, and it's really not that important. And I think they've got us chasing false gold because you really don't need good credit if you're following our financial plan. And for those of you that are following our plan, good credit's usually the result anyway. So what is our plan? Well, I'm glad you asked because we talked about this on the very first episode four years ago, and we've talked about it a couple of times since. And I'm gonna ask the guys here, what are the five steps to financial wellness? Number one. Get rid of the cards. I like it. I like it because people tend to spend 12 to 18% less if they're going cash or debit and not using a card. Number two. Know your flow. I like it. Know what's coming in and out every month. Try and create a gap because it's that gap between income and expenses that is going to allow you to do the things that you want to do and get to your financial wellness destination. Number three. Eliminate debt. The hardest and biggest thing for most things for people to do. Hard to do that. In fact, we spent three episodes talking about different ways to eliminate debt and the fact that paying minimum monthly is a fool's errand. Number four. Emergency fund, as we just spoke about last week, Dave. You brought you this up ha- at the end of the show, right? You got to have that emergency fund. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it in an early show. We talked about it about a year and a half ago. We talked about the joy and satisfaction 
of having an emergency fund of how many months? Do you guys remember? Six. Yep. Three to six, actually. Brian likes more, a little more security than you're I like I, coming from the risky guy of this podcast. I would say nine, nine months. Well, that's because you're you're doing like trading and doing a whole bunch of stuff and you need to have some security blanket. <laughs> Dave, I cannot stop laughing. Your pirate hat just has me cracking up right now. <laughs> I am be hearty. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency fund. And yet the thing that I think is really interesting in this day and age, mm, emergency fund three to six months. And now we've been in the coronavirus mode for almost a year. So even the people that did it right, who had three to six months. Remember, we talked to a millennial about uh, six, eight months ago, and she had put together six months and calculated that she would be able to last through November of 2020. And we're all way past that. So even people that did the right thing that had everything together are now stretched out past the normal guidelines. Fortunately, episode before last, we talked about a a ray of, of hope on the horizon. Maybe we're reaching herd immunity, but uh, this emergency fund is a critical thing and provides an awful lot of joy and, and assurance to people. And then number five, who wants to take number five? I got it. 15% retirement. Got 15% to retirement. Does that say 50% to retirement? No, 15, 15%, 15%. Now, if you listen to Elizabeth Warren's book, who talks about the 50, 30, 20 plan, which is 50% to needs, 30% to wants, and 20% to retirement, she recommends a little higher amount. You remember Elizabeth Warren, now Senator from Massachusetts, uh, formerly a... um, uh, a proponent of the consumer uh, financial consumer protection board. And before that, uh, a professor at Harvard. And before that she was writing self-help financial books. So we, we got to love where she came from. You got to love that. But 15% to retirement is a good idea because who can you not count on to live? The when government. You the government. Even now they're admitting on the website that social security is only going to pay for 40%, only 40%. So we got to do our own retirement folks. So those are the five steps to financial wellness, but notice none of these talk about good credit, which, which one talked about good credit guys, none, none, because if you're following those steps, you don't need it. I know a very wealthy guy who pays for everything for cash. And all his real estate, yes, his real estate, his cars, everything, he pays cash. He doesn't even have a credit card. I think he carries a debit card, but he doesn't even have a credit card. And if he wants something, he saves up for it. He doesn't have a credit rating. But Dave, the rewards. Now, yeah, we spent shows talking about that too, and that's all well and good, but you know, it's (laughs) $50 here and $50 there. That's not going to work. And yet they sell us on it over and over and over again on the TV. Amex Black. Right, right. But this guy that I'm thinking about, he probably couldn't even borrow any money unless he was going to pledge one of his assets, and he doesn't want to do that. And he tells a story about when he went and pulled a credit report, and there was no information. No one would loan him money because he didn't have a credit rating. And yet he had a balance sheet that would choke a horse. Isn't that interesting? 
So interesting to me. On the other hand, someone will need good credit maybe when they go to buy their first house. So maybe a good credit rating is marginally beneficial if they uh, go to buy some insurance or a job. So I guess, I guess there's some limited, distant, small need for a good credit rating, even though I think we spend way too much time thinking about it and talking about it. And then finally, people ask me all the time about credit repair. And so I thought we'd spend some time talking about it, even though I'm not a big fan. So let's start off with, what's a credit report? Well, a credit report is really a, a dumping ground for information. It's a trash can, I think, for information. Credit sources dump their information about you with three companies, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. And they basically just upload large amounts of data to these companies. Now, a good portion of this data isn't even accurate, but that's a whole nother discussion. These companies collect your personal information and they send it off to these three companies. And then these three companies link this information up with FICO, which generates then credit scores. So you've got three companies gathering the information and you've got FICO providing a score based upon that information. Now, FICO scores are based on five major categories, your payment history, the amounts owed, the length of your credit history, your credit mix, and new credit. And these all change over time, obviously. So your credit score will change over time. Bad habits, things that you do that aren't good, missed payments can sink it, which is why experts recommend that you uh, constantly monitor you know, what's on your credit report. Um, and you never know what's there, so you got to watch it. I remember one time we were having dinner and with the family and I picked up, it was with my in-laws and I picked up and the, and the credit card was declined. And I thought, Oh my God, what's going on here? So I, um, someone else, I think my father-in-law um, picked it up. So I went back to the office next day and I called the credit card and they said, well, all your lines of credit have been closed and da, 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 da. And I go, well, what's the deal? And they said, well, you got a tax lien. And I went, Oh my God, I don't owe any taxes. What's the deal with that? Well, it turns out that um, I represented somebody um, as their lawyer who owed some tax to the city. And some wise guy at the city put on the tax lien XYZ Corp care of David Hagen. So someone at the credit reporting agencies thought, oh, this is a tax lien against David Hagen. And when all of the, um, all of the credit cards picked it up, they closed all the lines of credit. Dave, and I Dave, had no idea. Dave, I am so happy this is not about that one story where you told me where you went to Mexico and had that crazy weekend oh, and stop. that there was a tax lien on that. <laughs> stop. That's not even a story. Come on. <laughs> so what's a good score? What's a good score? Well, according to Equifax, 580 to 699 is fair. 670 to 730 is good. 740 to 799 is very good. And 800 plus is as Wayne would say, excellent. Loan brokers tell me that credit life really begins at about 700. So I think that that's important to know because somebody says, hey, I got a 780. Well, okay, so that's that's pretty good. Or people come in and they ask me, why can't I get a loan? My, my credit is six and a quarter. It's like, well, that's that's pretty tough. But that's what a credit score or what the scoring system means. So now the next question is, 
once you know what your credit score is, can I repair my credit report? Well, I don't really like the word repair because repair, it seems to me, is a term used by an industry to, to play the system. They basically deny everything or almost everything on your credit report and hope that the creditors can't verify it in time before the agencies are required by law to drop it off. It starts with the premise of denying everything, which of course is not usually accurate. In fact, it usually is not accurate to not deny everything because there's a lot of stuff on there that's true. But that's why I don't like this term repair. The term that I do like is rehabilitation. And rehabilitation involves a very specific number of steps to remove incorrect data and then have them augmented with new beneficial data. And yes, over time, it rehabilitates a credit report. So rehabilitation as opposed to repair. Now, what are the steps? Well, there's companies that make money taking you through these steps, but we're going to tell you for free today because we value our listeners. Here are the steps. One, get a copy of your credit report. And you can get a copy each year from, for free. You just send them a letter or you, you make a request on their website and they send you one for free. But you can get one quicker if you buy it from a company on the internet. Of course, they're not that excited about sending you a free report, the agencies, so it's not a priority to them and it takes a little while to get to you. But if you pay 20, 30 bucks online, you can get it over the internet right away. Step two, review the report for inaccurate information. This includes the balance due or any potential lates, but highlight anything that's not true, that's not accurate. Number three, send a dispute letter to the credit reporting agencies and the creditor asking them to correct or delete the inaccurate information. Now, this is where a lot of people get hung up after they read the long credit report and they are a mess to read because they've all got their little shorthand stuff and they present the data in a different way. But someone has to sit down and write a letter disputing something inaccurate and that's an impediment. Well, Good news, everybody. The Federal Trade Commission has a dispute letter, a sample dispute letter on their website. And if you can't find it, send us an email. Go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com and send us a, a little email saying, hey, can I get a copy of the dispute letter? And I'll, I'll send it out to you. Now, well, well, wait, wait, Dave, Dave, go ahead. <clears throat> they may get a mask too, remember? They may get a mask. <laughs> yeah. From our from your office. From yeah. our, oh, that's right. We talked about that mask. time before last. Yeah. Well, you know, so people are going to be getting dispute letters. People are going to be getting um, these are um, <clears throat> masks that cover your face that say debt sucks, the financial wellness podcast. So you can wear that through Home Depot and people will look at you and go, yeah, debt does suck. But what is the TFWP? Or, 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 or what if we make new ones saying, I overcame debt. I like that. Ask, oh, how about this? I overcame debt. Ask me how. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that. What a conversation developer, right? I like that. If you send us an email, we'll send you a mask or we will send you a dispute letter, whichever you like. How about that? <laughs> Talk about full service here at TFWP, you know? Now, when a, when a creditor gets a dispute letter, 
Or when a credit reporting agency gets a dispute letter, they send it out to the creditor and say, well, you know, can you verify this? If the creditor can't verify it in 30 days, the credit reporting agency has to delete it. And so a lot of these repair credit repair places count on the fact that the creditor may not respond in a timely manner. Or if they respond, all they have to do is clean up the number of lates or something like that. But there's a good handful of them that will just not respond. And then the credit reporting agency is going to delete that information. And of course, if they delete it, that's, that's better. But it really doesn't matter. The important thing is to correct it. Step number four, follow up to make sure that they correct or delete. A lot of times they ignore you. And so you've got to send a follow-up letter saying, look, I sent you this letter on this date. Nothing's been resolved. Um, As you know, if you don't comply, this could result in a report to the Federal Trade Commission, blah, 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 blah. And they will then either make another inquiry out to the credit reporting agency or they will delete it. So this makes your credit report more accurate. I've seen surveys that showed that up to a third of the information on someone's credit report is just inaccurate. Why? Because they're a dumping ground, a trash can for information from all the various retailers. So you've got to do that. You've got to follow up. You've got to make them take the bad stuff, the wrong stuff off. Step number five, get a credit card. I can't even believe I just said that, guys. Get a credit what? card. That's so that's so against TFWPism, right? It hurt let's, when you said that. Let's, it, let's, it did. Let's my tongue, get, t- <laughs> my tongue tingled. Quick. Yes. Oh God, uh, we're, we're so tongue twisted right now <clears throat> because we have so many different opinions. But Dave, let's not get credit rewards, but let's get a credit card. Come on, let's come on, Dave. Card. Let's get a credit card. You know, choose one that promotes that they will report to all three credit agencies every month. How, how many how many credit rewards did it take for you to get that hat that you have on right now? The pirate hat, you know, I got I got that for free from the people at Zoom. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that that pirate hat's freaking you out, isn't it? It's, yes, Nick, yes. Nick, Nick, Nick's Nick's a little freak, but he's wearing a graduation banner. Not so fast, Sherlock. Not so fast. <laughs> you still have one more set of exams. <laughs> So get yourself a credit card and choose one that reports to every agency every month. A lot of times uh, a credit card will not report to all three agencies or they won't report every month. And the only reason you want the credit card is to get the good reporting. Even people with bad credit can get a card. They can get a secured credit card where you send them four or 500 bucks and they give you a 500 or $800 limit. And you can find credit cards like this on places like nerdwallet.com. Now, bear in mind, they get a commission of people that um, they refer to the credit card agencies and they're going to refer you, but you don't care at this point. You just go to one for uh, a credit card that is for people that have poor credit and you can get a credit card and they will start to report the good stuff. And this augments the bad stuff. In fact, it almost starts to cover up the bad stuff. Every month, charge something and then pay it off immediately. Something small. Make it auto pay if you forget. Don't charge a large thing. Just something, a meal, a something, a something, and pay it off basically right away. David Hagen, are you telling our listeners to not pay in cash? I am so shocked. 
you're right. I can't even believe I'm saying it. You know, someone not using a credit card is going to spend 18% more with the stuff that they buy. I can't even believe that I've advised people to get a credit card. I can't even believe that I've advised people to spend too much time thinking about their, their credit rating. But that's the, the purpose of the exercise. To I'm telling you, I'm own. telling you, it's that pirate hat. It's changing you. It's changing you. <laughs> I be hardy. We're going to take the booty and distribute it to other people. <laughs> I I know, and it's against every bone in my body, but if someone wants to rehabilitate their credit in a big way, this is, you know, this is the way that it, it needs to get done. You know, it takes time. It takes perseverance. Um, you're dealing with a, a big bureaucracy, uh, but it can get done. And, and like I said, I don't, I don't think it's a priority. I think the five steps to financial success are much more important, but if at some time in the next five years you think you might be buying a house, I, I think this is something that I would pursue. But um, only use that credit card for for one thing every month. Only use it for something small. I mean, it's still not going to completely help you with the credit rating because you're not going to be hardly utilizing any of your available credit. Um, and if they send you more credit card apps because your credit card or your rating is getting better, send those back. Don't don't do it. You know. So I've got more extensive instructions on how to do this. I prepared a booklet and the booklet's available to our listeners. I'll be happy to send it to you for free. You know, go to the website, thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com and indicate that you're a listener and we'll send it out to you for free. But if you don't indicate that you're a listener, there's a charge because other people pay for this. Just saying. <laughs> So Nick, I know what you're thinking. All of this free stuff. What's the free stuff that people can get with an email? They can get a mask. They can get a mask that says debt sucks. They can get a reply email from hey, Nicholas Appel, I the like that. announcer. I like that. And they may even get on the show. Oh, they could even get on the show. They could ask a question and be on the show. They could get a dispute letter. To send to a creditor as part of their credit rehabilitation program. Dave, or, I have I have no experience with dispute letters. That's all your that, that's your business. Not that's mine. what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> or they could get the more extensive set of instructions in a booklet called credit rehabilitation for free, while other people out there are paying for that. So think of this: all these benefits for being a listener of the TFWP in addition to the plethora of entertainment <laughs> that comes to all of our listeners. Dave, what do those repair credit repair companies charge or how much, how much do they make off of that? Well, you know, there's a, a bunch of credit repair companies out there. I mean, there's people that make their living and I, and I know that's the case because I've seen listings on the internet and, ads on the back of a, you know, a smoky bus. So there's, there's people out there doing this, but I mean, I don't, I don't recommend it because like I've already said, um, you know, I think that they employ, um, you know, um, methods that I don't appreciate. I think they employ methods that may not be all on the up and up. And perhaps even more importantly, when you can do it yourself, instead of having someone do it, um, why not? And then take that money and, and put it into your 
savings or or put it into your emergency fund or something like that. This is just, you know, it used to be more difficult before word processing because you'd be typing up all these letters. Now you just download the letter from the, the FTC and you type in your specific information and you send out a letter and you put a little note on the calendar of when to follow up. It's not that difficult. You're just playing with the system. And to hire a company to do that, you know, I've, I've heard a thousand, two thousand dollars. I've heard um, so much per disputed item that they, they get removed. Um, I, and I know people that have, that have paid money to have it done and then, you know, nothing happens. And all, now all they got is another dispute with a credit repair company. So I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But I suppose if someone was lazy and um, you wanted to check them out on Yelp and uh, the Better Business Bureau and the Federal Trade Commission's website, you could do that and find someone who would send out this series of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a fan. Besides, if it's just a couple of letters and re- remembering to do it, why wouldn't you do it first yourself and see what happens? You got yeah, nothing to lose. I, guess, I think you know, so. Yeah, I think so. And, to, you know, get another credit card and just make sure that your payment history is showing up on your credit report. That That's doable. You know, I, I think the most difficult part is getting your credit report and, and reading it. Have you ever, have you ever gotten your credit report, Brian, and looked at it? Oh, all the times working for you. We're yeah. checking out. We needed, you know, to know the client's uh, credit cards that we mm-hmm. had a list on the schedules. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I had to read those all the time. What They're a, a mess. What a mess! It's terrible. It's just terrible. You ever looked at your credit report, Nick? Yeah, I think I'm at a a one thousand. I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and then he woke up a thousand. 800, uh, 800 <laughs> esque is about as good as it gets everybody remember. So a thousand that's, that's uh, as uh, Nicholas Cage would say, that's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that that's all the time that we've got today. You know, in closing, I don't like credit reports. I don't like credit reporting. I think it's a game. I think we're, we're sold on this need to have a good credit rating. Uh, and unless you're going to buy a house in the next five years, I'd hardly think about it. But if you're going to buy a house next five years, maybe it's something that uh, you can do. We've given you steps on how to do it. We've given you the opportunity to get a booklet on how to how to do it. And by the way, our booklet has the sample forms in there as well. And you can really do it yourself. But there you have it. That is credit reporting. And this is David Hagen. And you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.